Good morning, Papua New Guinea. This is Gary Jufa with another podcast. And this podcast is an elaboration on my, my new slogan, or not really a new slogan, but my new effort to wake up PNG. You know, I used to promote the slogan, Take Back PNG, and that's there. That's there and, and still very much relevant as far as I'm concerned because it's something that needs to be done. And, and I will explain Take Back PNG again in detail or in summary so that those who don't really understand it can understand what I'm talking about when I take, say Take Back PNG, you know. Briefly, Take Back PNG is about, you know, being proud of who we are as a people, looking back at our history and being proud of that and seeing where we came from and understanding where we came from and wanting to be at a certain place and mapping out our future so that we can get there, putting in place the necessary strategies and tactics so that we can get there, a roadmap of sorts on this journey of becoming a nation together. We've never really you know, had the opportunity of becoming a nation We've been tribes, and within those tribes, clans, and we've managed ourselves, and we did so quite well. Our ancestors did, did, did a good job of it. They weren't perfect, just like no society is perfect, but they managed to get us to where we are today. So where do we take it from here? And now that we have to live together, live as one, you know, and, and try to see where we can, you know, resolve conflicts that we will have you know, as, as different clans and tribes coming together, you know, will most definitely have. How do we resolve these conflicts? How do we reconcile ourselves so that we're all moving in the same, you know, positive upward forward direction? And that's what Take Back PNG is about, about taking back our dignity, about putting in place the necessary standards that will ensure respect for ourselves, for our laws, for our society, for our future. And therefore, when those who come into PNG as visitors or as investors or people who wish to contribute, then they, you know, they embrace those standards and they respect those standards and those laws, who we are as a people, our culture, and they contribute in a meaningful way. That's really what Take Back PNG is about. You know, many have suggested that it's racist, that it's about chasing out foreigners who are here taking our jobs or our businesses, etc. No, it's not that at all. It's about ourselves. It's about building ourselves up to be the best we possibly can before we go forth and before we go out there and contribute to the greater world at large. That's what Take Back PNG is about. Now, the precursor to Take Back PNG should be Wake Up PNG. That's what I've realized, especially in these last five years. You know, having gone through two elections, I've realized that there is a significant, significant prevalence of, of illiteracy and ignorance out there, of apathy to a degree. And how do we, how do we counter all of that so that people are wide awake and they're aware of what's happening in their country? They're aware of what's happening in their region and the world at large. And being aware, they can make informed decisions. Say, for instance, when they go to the ballot to vote, they should not be voting for someone because he's got the size and shape of a leader, you know, and because he's got a lot of money to buy a lot of alcohol and give them money to buy, you know, nice things that they want for the short moments that they're going to be involved in the election period where they can have parties and then they define that as leadership. No, 
it's being awake so that you find people who are equally awake, but who are your leaders within that, 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 that group of people who are awake and who are able to discern threats and opportunities and who are able to manage them for the best possible outcome in protecting and promoting PNG interests. That's what I mean. You know, and I found out that this was not the case. In these last two elections, people are starting to wake up. And you know what? I found out that our people are exceptionally intelligent, you know, but they need a little bit more encouragement. They need to be brought together so that they can also, they can also express themselves collectively for what is right. You know, they've got to understand that greed is a very powerful force. And if they, if they don't manage it, that greed can supersede and overtake their rational, reasonable, reasoning, logical thinking. And before they know it, they've made decisions that are, are very poor decisions with terrible consequences, you know, for time to come. Consequences that will affect not just them, but their children and even their children's children. I mean, just look around today, and you see a lot of the decisions that are being made today by our government. A lot of those decisions are very poor decisions. They're going to be decisions that not just us, but our children, their children are going to pay a significant price for in years to come, you know? So that's what I mean when I say wake up PNG. We've got to create this awareness. We've got to get out and about. We've got amazing technology available now. We're interconnected and interconnected and, you know, so able to communicate like never before that we need to take advantage of that, whether they're blogs, whether they're social media vlogs, you know, whether they're videos, whether they're just, you know, podcasts like this. Whatever it is, we've need, we need to get out there and communicate with our people so that they understand this, you know. I'm going to be putting out a pidgin version so that our people who, who are not very well versed in English but who, who are brilliant pidgin speakers, they can understand it because in pidgin you can describe things in such a way that it can be also more, it can be more vivid, it can be more explicit. Pidgin is a very amazing language. It's a fluid, evolving, continuously changing and modernized language. People like to dismiss pidgin and say that it's not really a language and that, you know, they like to look down on it, but I can tell you that those people who promote that type of thinking, who have started that type of thinking, are actually attacking you and I, and you and I don't realize it. Because pidgin is the best connector right now. Yeah, we speak our tribal languages, that's great. We speak English, that's fine. Some of us can even speak French, German, Chinese, that's great too, but pidgin, is the language that unites us as one people. That's right, you think about it. What else besides rugby league unites us? Pigeon. So let's look at how we can modernize it, how we can create something great out of pigeon and make it our language. Why don't we convert a lot of our teaching to pigeon as well? So that kids can learn in pigeon as well, as well as in English. You, you know, you can't underestimate the brain and the mind of a child to learn. I grew up learning four or five languages, and I spoke them all at once in my house. No problem, you know? And kids can do that today. Some kids can speak even more languages. You never underestimate the capacity and capability of a child's mind to learn, you know? So in, in terms of Wake Up PNG, yes. This is what I'm going to be doing a lot more of, getting out there to inform people about what is happening, the state of their economy, 
And I'll be putting out titles so that those titles make sense and they're in progressive uh, structure so that, you know, there's, there's Title I. We're going to talk about Title I, independence. Are we really independent? Who owns your economy, you know? What is independence? Why is independence important? What's the difference between political independence and economic independence? You know, another title will be who controls our resources? And why not us? Our resource laws, are they really our laws? Whose laws are they? Are they designed to benefit us? You know, transnational crimes. Why do I keep talking about it? Why is transnational crimes such a very important, important aspect of development that we must understand? That if we do not manage it, if we do not deal with it, it can destroy an entire nation and its future. It is going to be very contrary to any, any aspirations of, of true independence. You know, what about the government departments? Are they really performing for us? Are these government departments performing? We will start ranking these government departments in their terms of performance and protecting PNG. For instance, in terms of protecting PNG, I will rank the PNG Forest Authority uh, one out of ten. Ten being the worst, one being the best. They're 11. Trust me. Okay? So this is what we're going to do with our podcast, and I hope you enjoy them. I hope that when you, when you tune in and you listen to a podcast... And, and you walk away, you, you know, I've provoked your thought processes so that you start thinking about these questions, questions that are important. And not only that, you start talking about them and researching. And do your own research. Don't just depend on me. Don't listen to me only. I'm no expert on anything and everything. I'm like you too. I'm learning as I go along. But do your own research. Communicate. Gather in groups. Talk about it at your boy market, you know, at the coffee table with friends. When you're having a beer after a hard week. Talk about these things. Communicate with one another. Teach others. And that's the best way to learn, by the way, to help others learn. Thank you very much. This has been Gary Jufa's podcast. And this is going to set the pace for the next set of podcasts that we are going to release. And I hope to keep you informed. And I hope to hear from you as well. If you wish to talk to me on these issues, you can simply go to my Instagram or Facebook page and send me a message there. Or... You could um, email me on gvjufa at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. And I'm easily accessible, and I will respond to you at least within the two or three days that you send your email or voice message or whatever it is. You take care out there. God bless PNG. It's a great country to live in. It's a country worth saving. If you don't want to save it for yourself, then think about your children. Okay, because they didn't ask to be in this world. You brought them in. You're responsible for them. Thank you. Hi, this is Gary Jufa. Another episode with our podcast on waking up PNG. Now, a very important element of any battle is how well the soldier is prepared, how his health is, how his mindset is, how his focus is, and his ability to get out there to fight, to defend, protect as well as attack when and where necessary so that he can ultimately be able to contribute to his army's success on the battlefield. So to do that, let's look at each and every one of us as soldiers. If we're soldiers, how well prepared are we? First thing we need to do is have a look at ourselves, our health, for instance. Are we healthy? And I'm talking about not just your physical health, but your mental state of health.
And the answer to this in many instances is no, we're not. Because we are very much asleep personally as well. In terms of how we eat, for instance, in terms of what we drink, in terms of what we consume that goes into our body to be ingested. You know, much of what we're consuming, or what many of us are consuming, is actually not good for us. It's manufactured garbage. It contains too many additives and various types of preservatives and colorings and various other chemicals, sugars and whatnot, processed, synthetic, unnatural substances that aren't good for us. We need to shift away from that. We need to start looking at what we do have. Clean, healthy organic food, fruits and vegetables, clean water. We need to focus our resources, ourselves, in consuming what is actually good for us, rather than consuming what is not good for us. See, look at this. We rush off to supermarkets and purchase produced, manufactured garbage that contains all volumes and manner of carcinogens, additives, preservatives and chemicals and so forth, and we poison ourselves. And then we wonder why we get sick, when in reality we have a huge abundance of food that's available, that's organic, that's good for you. And when you give money to those who are selling this food, you're giving it to your own people. It goes back to the community. It goes back to your fellow Papua New Guinean. They need it. They deserve it. You're not paying a bunch of rich people the opportunity to purchase poison so that you could poison yourself. You're actually giving money to people who need it our own people. So that's one step in getting ready, in being awake, and that is to look at what you eat, drink, what you ingest. In the next episode, we'll talk about your mind and what you're putting in there and what you can stop and what you need to put in there so that you have a frame of mind that can get out there and succeed in what it is you want to achieve. Thank you very much for today. We've got to take a firm, long look in the mirror. That's who's responsible for where we are today as a nation. That's right. We've got to stop blaming the yellow man and the white man, the Indian, the red man, any other man. It's us. That's right. Ultimately, we are responsible for where we are as a nation. See, your nation's health and well-being is like your personal health and well-being. At the end of the day, nobody else is as responsible for it as you are. That's right. So who do we blame for all these things that are going wrong? All these things that are not going our way. All the plunder and rape of our natural resources and all the tax evasion and transnational crimes and corruption that's taking place. Who do we blame? Well, ultimately, we've got to blame ourselves. That's right. We have to take responsibility. Once we do that and we understand it, then finding the solutions won't be as hard as we think or imagine. In fact, they'll be very much readily aware. Many of us already know what the solutions are, but we just spend too much time complaining about things and not enough time doing anything about these things, you know. We can all take action. We're all equal shareholders in this country, okay? Each and every one of us, we call ourselves Papua New Guineans, patriots, citizens, nationalists, whatever. Well, we're not acting like it, are we? Just like we keep calling ourselves a Christian country, but we behave in the most unchristian manner towards one another and towards our country and its future. That's right. We have to take responsibility. That's right. Nobody else is going to come and save us. Nobody else is going to do it for us. They only care about themselves and their countries. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. They're doing what's by, right by them and their people, themselves, their country, their future. How about us? 
We have to do what's right by us. And to do that, we need to take a long, hard look at ourselves. That's who's responsible for what's going wrong in this country. Nobody else, okay? And once we do that, we can then look around and see like-minded people, and they are there. They are there. They're just waiting to be brought together. They just need to stand together, coordinate and cooperate, and correct what has gone wrong in this country for so long, for too long. Only then will we see the progress that we want. Only then will we be truly independent. Only then can we say we are independent because by then we can own our economy. We can own the rights to develop our resources. And then we can leave a nation to our children that they can be proud of and satisfied that their ancestors, that their parents did the right thing by them and secured a future, a future that they can then work on and build on and promote and bring forward for the next generation and so forth. That's how a nation should be built. And how do we start? Well, we have to start looking at the next elections. We have to start looking at who amongst us can be true, genuine leaders. Not elected politicians. These are two different distinct things. Politicians and leaders. Politicians are not necessarily leaders. Leaders don't have to be politicians. Each and every one of you, if you can get out there and do something positive for your country and for your people, that's being a leader. So get out there and do it. Let's work together. Let's change this country. Let's make the changes that we want and desire and our people deserve. Let's secure our future. Nobody else will do it for us. Take a long, hard look in that mirror. Einstein stated that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, I'd like to propose another definition of insanity, and that is the significant cost imposed upon a people, the great inconvenience, the loss of lives and the cause of misery due to the unavailability of drugs and medical services and health care because of a three-day meeting where a bunch of puppets who are owned by the exceptionally rich that control much of what happens in this world will turn up to discuss tactics and strategies as to how else they're going to take away what they can from the already poor people. I'm talking about APEC. I don't know why we made a decision to host this meeting. This meeting that will not benefit PNG in any measurable way. You know, so many experts are saying, well, it's going to benefit PNG, but they don't tell you how. You know, how is it going to benefit PNG? How is it going to benefit the ordinary 85% of our population who live in rural areas? Tell me how this three-day meeting that is costing us a huge amount of our budget is going to benefit our ordinary people. We're now tearing up a portion of our freeway. This is how absurd this is. That's why I'm saying this is the definition of insanity right here. We are tearing up our freeway just so we can accommodate the U.S. President's specifications for his vehicle to travel. That's right. And he might not even come anyway. He might decide not to for whatever reason. But we're doing this because we have to accommodate his specifications. This same freeway caused so many accidents, the loss of lives, because of faulty engineering. But did that in any way prompt this government or the previous to make the necessary modifications? No. 
yet they're making these modifications for a three-day meeting which is not going to benefit Papua New Guinea, which is costing this country and its people significant resources that are being diverted away from aid posts, hospitals, schools, law and order, just to accommodate this three-day meeting where all these puppets of the exceptional rich will turn up and basically compare their clothing and their economies and talk about how well they serve their corporate masters. I mean, I don't believe this. What, what really are we achieving here? How did we arrive at this decision? How did the Prime Minister decide that we were going to... Did, was there a consultative effort? Did he consult the ministers or any organization or body? Did they arrive at this conclusion after a comprehensive process of, of discussion, debate, to see whether or not we can host such a meeting at what cost and what will the benefits be? Not these vague suppositions and, you know, possibilities and maybes, but real, tangible, measurable outcomes. Did they do this? No. I don't understand this meeting. I don't understand this insanity. I'm saying that this is our version of the definition of insanity, you know. This is what I will put up. It's very close to what Einstein said. You know, because we keep making these type of decisions that cost us a lot of money and that aren't in the interest of our people at all. Definition of insanity, right there. Recently, the government of Papua New Guinea made an announcement that it is going to invest heavily into rice production in Papua New Guinea. And they made this announcement in the Philippines. Apparently, there's a Filipino company that is poised to come into Papua New Guinea and establish a rice agricultural project of some sort and it will need 600 Filipino workers and they're going to bring a whole heap of machines and they're going to plant rice all over Papua New Guinea. Apparently that's the idea. I don't know what the fascination with rice is. We have so many indigenous crops that are far more nutritious than rice and we could focus on that. Sago for instance, bananas, taro, yam, sweet potatoes. There are so many opportunities and our people know how to farm these crops. They're indigenous crops. How about we look at establishing an industry based on any one of these crops or a combination of these crops or one of these specific crops, whatever. But we could develop this industry and produce food products using these crops that we can then export. They can be unique organic food products. We can tap into a niche market. We can set up a cash cropping system that our farmers can benefit from. We don't need to train our farmers how to plant these crops. They already know we might need to train them basic, you know, commercial farming techniques and management techniques, but that's about it, more or less. And then when we bring these 600 Filipino rice farmers, What's going to happen here, you know? It's as if each and every time the government makes a decision, it is not in the best interest of our people. I mean, look at the gas and oil agreements that we've entered into. Look at all the mining agreements that we've entered into. Look at all the forestry agreements that we've put in place, the fishing arrangements and the blah, blah, blah. Every single decision has not benefited Papua New Guinea or Papua New Guineans. For the last 40 years, we've been making decisions that are actually detrimental to the interests of our people and our country, you know? And politicians are not, not they don't seem to be leaders. They seem to be salesmen hell-bent on selling this country piece by piece at markdown prices to whoever comes along with some harebrained idea or scheme that is going to benefit them significantly and cost us substantially.
I don't understand this. What is the fascination with making these decisions that aren't in the best interest of our people? You've got to be able to draw your own conclusions. And when you do, you can say that, you know, the people who are protecting the gates to this economy are doing a terrible job. Instead, they've opened the doors to anyone and everyone to come in and take whatever they want, you know? And who pays the price? Well, our people do, especially those who live in rural areas, the 85% of our population.